Hey you, Nina here. You are officially listening to Trigger Can We Play With That wherever you get your podcasts. You might also be watching us on YouTube <laughs> at Drama Therapist Nina, right? So this particular episode, I'm just going to dive right in, y'all. This is an episode that is going to really explore co-parenting triggers, blended family triggers, things of this nature. So if you were like, well, I'm not a co-parent or I'm not a blended family, let me tell you why this may still be beneficial. For all of you who are going stag out there, you think it's possible that while you're living that single ready to mingle life, that you might fall for someone who has a child. (gasps) Shocking. I know these things happen in this world. We're so human, right? So that is what we're going to be exploring today. I'm actually going to tell you a little bit about my story, uh, a little bit of some of the triggering moments that we've had. And yes, this episode is directly brought to you and inspired by my most recent reel, Taking a Minute. Um, For all of you out there who saw that reel, there's thousands of you, and then wrote back to me about your own experiences. I'm getting a little teary-eyed just thinking about it. And I get, I'm getting a little teary-eyed. Let's be clear about this. Not because it was touching, because let me be clear, it was touching. I felt really grateful for the support and for the sharing of stories, but because what it taught me in hearing all of that back is how universal the issues are when it comes to blended families and introducing new partners in particular into the lives of the children. So that's one of the moments that we're going to be exploring today. I am going to tell you a story and I promise you, you are going to leave this episode with new tools to explore this, right? So we are going to be exploring at least one facet. It's not going to be everything, right? Wish it could be, but we're human and we only have so much time. So (laughs) grab you a journal or a really good friend to dialogue with what comes up for you in this episode, right? That's how we lean in and transform hard conversations into teachable moments. So. Without further ado, for now, you know that I am curious. Are you ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina El Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. For those of you who are listening, you might be able to hear the jingle jangle of my holiday earrings, (laughs) but if not, that's okay too. Here we go. Welcome to the story time part of this episode. So without getting into too many details, one of the things that inspired that reel is very clear in that reel. You can head to my Instagram at Drama Therapistina and you can actually experience live and firsthand, right? A moment I was having in which I was so incredibly triggered. Now, my last episode, right, talked about when you're emotionally hijacked, how beneficial it is for you to have a protocol. If you do not have an emotionally hijacked protocol, 
I invite you to listen to that episode and then head to Google a therapist, something else, right? Conversation with a friend to explore how to create your own protocol for when you're triggered. So part of my protocol, it does involve venting and expressing in constructive ways. Now, typically when I am venting and expressing in constructive ways, I have very particular people. And in that last episode, I talk about how my mother is one of those people. However, the trigger that I had that triggered that reel was about me being misrepresented publicly to somebody else and to other people. And so what I did was I expressed myself publicly and the truth. So without going into too much detail on that, here's what the issue is. For those of us who are diving into the blended family, right? At some point, you are going to have to discover, wow, I've got this new partner. How do I introduce my children to these people? And how do I introduce my partner to this child, right? Or children as the case may be. And so I found myself sitting with this dilemma back in May, okay? And what I did, I said, you know what? Wow, I really, I don't want to have fear of the unknown. Anybody know that fear of the unknown is a trigger for them? Write that down in your journal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right after you wrote down, make sure I have an emotionally hijacked protocol, okay? <laughs> so emotionally hijacked protocol. And then moving forward, how many of us know we have a fear of the unknown, right? It's like, you don't even want to think about it. You avoid it. Here's what I'm going to tell you get you a plan, friend. When I was there back in May, I was dating. I'd finally found, I was like, you know what? I think this guy's going to be serious. And so what did I do? I took to paper and I wrote, here we go, folks. I wrote a five-stage roadmap introducing right your partner when you have a child in the picture. And to be clear, I know you all cannot see this. I just showed it if you're on YouTube. Um, and it's not really, I will go over the five stages. It's not really about the details of it that you see right now. I am going to talk about it. But why this was so important is I said, I don't want to fear the unknown. I don't want to figure out what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, because already I know, guess what? Life is going to throw me some curveballs. So I'm going to be ready for those curveballs. Here's what I'm going to do, right? And I said, I'm going to create this roadmap. Again, it is the five stages for introducing your partner around your child. And I, I had fleshed it out. I'm going to tell you those five stages. And for each stage, I had put based on the context of my family, my individual culture, family culture, right? And the system of my family, I had put under each stage the appropriate thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that should go with that stage. Click save on that because I'm going to come back to that in a second, okay? Stages and then the appropriate bullet points that go with each stage. So I had done this back in May. I created it. I sent it to my ex, right? Who I discovered after sending this, right? That they also had a, right at a partner, uh, before sending this, excuse me, <laughs> just so we're making sure we're on the same page here, um, that they had had one. And so I was like, you know what, let's make sure we're all on the same page. And, you know, he asked me some questions about it and, uh, he said his partner was there at the same time. So I know that she'd gotten a look at it and I was like, fantastic. We're all on the same page. And he was like, makes sense. And I was like, check print done. Right. And I pretty much said it and I forget it, forgot it, right? Set and forget. And so we move forward. Time passes on. Lots of things are happening, right? And then what happens is this reel hits, right? So we're in what, November now? This reel hits based on, right, 
the story that comes out that the roadmap wasn't followed. And not only was the roadmap not followed, so I wasn't told things, right? And you're going to understand why this is so important in a second. Not only was I not told things, but the lawyer is the one who told me the things. And I was like, what is happening here? Okay. So (laughs) the real was real rage. I was distraught. I was angry. And I, if I'm honest with you, I was heartbroken. I had thought, you know, I had thought we were so on the same page with following this roadmap that it was inconceivable to me that we would not have followed it. That's how much I believed in the process of this. And so I was heartbroken when I found out uh, that he'd moved someone in and had not shared that with me. If you are out there, for all of you who saw that reel and said, Nina, how do I get my partner to understand how important this is? How do I get my under- my partner to, to really see why this is so critical to have a plan to introduce your partner? I'm going to tell you the top three reasons right now, and then I'm going to tell you about this roadmap. Okay, top three reasons. First reason, when we are transparent about shifts in a child's life, we can then catch anything that might be negative or adverse, right? As far as circumstances go for that child and we can attend to it. So if there's any shift, right? And this includes a partner, a shift in schedule, a shift in um, right, any, any uh, schools, right? Anything that might happen when you have a blended family, any of those shifts can cause a ripple effect in that child's life. And while we can't save our children from everything, We can be transparent at the very least about who's is in their environment that might be a new person, right? For better or worse, might be a new person. And so that was one of the pieces of why is it that you should be transparent about when you start bringing someone else around so that you can catch for the child, right? Changes in mood, changes in character, okay? So that's the number one reason. You love your kid, be transparent about who's around them, right? (laughs) Be transparent about it. So number two, let's say, that uh, you are transparent about it. You say who's around them. Great, right? Not only can we attend to moods and character shifts for the child, we lessen the opportunity for abuse to occur when more people know that this person is around this child and we are willing to attend to that, okay? I cannot tell you how many people as adults show up in my office and their parents did not communicate about who was around them and they were left unprotected because of this. If you love your child, please protect them, share, be transparent about who's around them so that you can support them. It's not about you or your partner. It's about, whoa, earring just fell off. (laughs) It's not about you or your partner. It's about the child. Okay. So that is the second bit. Here's the third bit. And y'all, there are so many more pros to being transparent and accountable, but I'm going to tell you the third one, which is for a lot of people, the one that's like, oh yeah, that does make sense. If the first two, for some reason did not make sense to you, third reason why you should be transparent and accountable for your partner's sake. Do you know how many stepmothers I have seen in my office privately, right? As their, as their therapist, uh, or even on the street, actually, since I have started talking openly about my divorce process, how many stepmothers I have heard, if only their partner had been transparent and honest with the mother and had honored that that relationship and shown that respect, that they could have had 
a more effective and beneficial relationship as a part of the system. Do you know how many I have heard from? When we are transparent about what is happening in the system, what is happening for the adults and the children in that system, the whole system can function more effectively. Right now, I'm going to say this nine times out of 10, right? Because of course, I don't know the context of your situation. But if we want to say we love and care for our children, we have to show up and show out for them. We have to be transparent. We have to hold ourselves accountable because we are responsible for those little people's lives. We are responsible, the adults. Okay. So, all of this said, I made this chart because I wanted us to be able to grasp that and be on the same page. I was like, I want to catch it. I don't want to miss anything. We can support any shifts and changes. And you know what? I want to be able to support this woman as a role model in my daughter's life. I want to be able to support her through the challenges of parenting. She doesn't have kids of her own. And let me tell you, a toddler can can throw even its own mother off, right? Much less a stranger, right? Or a burgeoning friend or, or a burgeoning even stepmother potentially, right? These are all things that are natural and a part of the process. If at any point as I'm talking about stepmother, you are like cringing, or I'm talking about your partner seeing somebody new and you're cringing, these are then buttons that could be pushed in you talk to a therapist about them, right? Talk about them, talk about them because these are natural parts of right healing and moving forward, right? After a divorce and a separation, totally natural. So what am I going to say? Let's think systemically folks and let's make a plan. Are you guys ready to hear the roadmap? <laughs> I know you're like, Nina, it's like we're 15 minutes in. Let's go. Okay. I'm ready. Let's do it. So again, we've got five stages to this roadmap and uh, I am going to read them off to you. And when we're thinking about roadmaps, and if you do not have your journal out now, is a fantastic time to grab it. When we're thinking about roadmaps, right? I want you to think about least to most on a spectrum from one to five, okay? If you've heard me in previous episodes, I refer to this as spectrumizing, okay? Again, one is going to be the least and five is going to be the most. So in the case of introducing a, a partner to the child, right? I'm thinking the least amount of intimacy to the most amount of intimacy that this child is going to be exposed to. Does it make sense why, why I have that as the roadmap, right? Okay. So before I begin, this is not about how you and your partner are showing up when that child is not there. I don't care if you and your partner are going buck wild, having orgies in the back seat of a Saturn over in River Oaks. It does not matter to me. Okay. <laughs> this is specifically about how we show up in front of the child. You with me? Okay. Come on. Let's do this thing. Okay. So first step, stage one casual friendship. Okay. Casual friendship, right? You spend a few hours together is one of my bullet points, right? And they come around, they right, the child gets to see your face, but there's no intimacy because of course, are we like intimate with all of our friends, casual friends? Probably not, right? Hopefully, uh, right? To each their own though, just so we're clear. <laughs> but casual friendship is that first stage, right? It gives the child a chance to be able to get to know this person as a new character in their life, right? Before we move to stage two, stage two is gonna be dedicated friendship. They see more of this person, right? You may spend more than a few hours together. Maybe you spend all morning together or all afternoon together, right? They get to see more of that person and they learn, oh, this is like one of mommy or daddy's best friends, right? 
this is this is one of their besties. It's a dedicated friendship here. And then they develop, right? They're, they're also developing their own relationship with your partner. It's a fantastic way to foster that growth at a pace that is okay for everyone, right? You're constantly listening and empowering the child in the family system. Okay. Let's keep going. The next step, casual relationship, right? Or casual partner. Now, uh, again, this has nothing to do with your official relationship. It's just about how you show up in front of the child. So in this case, you might have day-long events, right? The partner uh, may be, uh, actually show up to family events at this time, right? Because now the child gets to see, oh, wait a minute. This isn't just like a bestie for mommy and daddy. Do you know what this is? This is like, this is something different. Like they like really like them like them, right? And it's a different relationship, Okay. Not only are we fostering your child's relationship with you and with your new partner, but we're also teaching them healthy relationship development, okay? Y'all, I cannot stress this enough. Healthy relationship development, (laughs) okay? Life is going to throw us enough curveballs. Let's do what we can to show up and show out for these little ones, okay? Okay, I'm going to move forward. Stage three. Nowhere at this point, right up until stage three, have we had any sleepovers, okay? By stage three, you might be doing some like kissing, hand-holding, hugging, right, for longer periods of time. Why? Because you guys are partners, right? So then we move forward and we move into stage four. Stage four is a consistent partner, right? This should be the child actually expects you at events now, right? The partner. It expects the partner at events. Um, excuse me, I just called the child an it. I hope we're okay with that out there, <laughs> right? But little one, little one expects that the partner at events, they're spending time with them. And also at stage four, we have planned sleepovers. Now I want to like really like highlight that phrase, planned sleepovers, <laughs> because when Uh, We think about getting to stage four, and this is exciting, right? If you and your partner made it to stage four, congratulations, right? We're hopefully role modeling healthy relationships for the child. And this is also where you get to say, hey, this is a planned sleepover. We know what time it's going to happen. The child knows it's going to happen. It's not an impromptu thing, right? And also the whole system knows it's going to happen, right? We tell grandma and grandpa, we tell the mom, right? Or dad, right? Whoever the other co-parent is, we tell them, right? And it becomes this thing of we're doing a planned sleepover and it's planned, right? Remember those three points that I told you on why we want to be transparent about these things? We want people to have the opportunity to catch things that may be missed while we're trying to move forward with the partner. We want the ability to still focus on the child, even through the exciting times of moving forward and growing relationally and intimately. Okay. So stage four, we do those planned sleepovers. And then if you get to move past that to stage five, here is a whopping congratulations to you because you've officially made it to bum, 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 dedicated partner. Stage five dedicated partners, they're moving into the home at this point. You guys have planned sleepovers, uh, right? This is a regular thing. The child expects them. The child knows that this is your, right? This is your dedicated partner. Um, they're a part of the family now. And in an ideal situation, right? The whole family gets to be in on this. So. Now that we've gone through all five stages, and I hope that this has been helpful, and I hope you get to understand a little bit of why, uh, for what inspired this episode, right? Why this can be so triggering when we don't let somebody in who's in the system, right? We can't cut your co-parent out of the system. Uh, Now, barring that they're unsafe or harmful to the child, right? I want to be really clear. 
I want us to imagine that both parents actually really love this child, right? Which is the case for me and my co-parent. We love our little one, right? We do. We love our little one. We've had some serious communication issues, right? Around it though. And so when we think about this roadmap, and I'm going to go over the five stages again, I offer this to you as an offering on the table. You can take it and run with it. You can throw it in the trash. You can shift it. And I absolutely, I want you to make it yours. So when I say these five stages again, so you can write them down and click save if you'd like, I hope that you will put your own bullet points underneath each title or even change the titles for what's appropriate for you and your family. I hope that this episode spurs conversation between you and your partner, because even if, and I'm going to say this as the truth, even if a rupture has occurred and transparency hasn't happened and accountability hasn't been given or received, even if those things have happened, a repair is still possible but everybody's got to want that repair. Everybody's got to want that repair. So while this is not an episode on rupture and repair, right? I, I want to go over these five stages of the roadmap again. Here we are. Are you ready? Three, give me a two, give me a one. Okay, let's do it. Stage one, casual friendship. Casual friendship, stage two, dedicated friendship. Dedicated friendship, stage three, casual relationship, right? Casual partner, casual relationship slash partner, okay? Stage four, consistent partner, a consistent partner. And stage five is a dedicated partner. That is your dedicated partner. Again, this is not you and your relationship with your partner. This is just about how you show up in front of that child. I I am a big thinker and believer and, and lifestyle liver of empowering the whole system. When we empower the whole system, we acknowledge the multiple truths that are present and we acknowledge that we're thinking long-term. We're trying to figure out how to build bridges between all of those multiple truths. And we're saying, you know, one truth is not better or worse than the other. They're just different. So how do we get all truths to coexist and feel celebrated in their own way, shape, and form? Yeah? Yeah. So again, for all of you out there who wrote to me after that reel or who requested this specific episode and who this episode speaks to, thank you so much for listening. We are officially at the end of the episode. That is what I planned for you all today, folks. Thank you so much for taking a listen and leaning into those triggers, right? Human to human, these these hard conversations. I so believe that it is critically important to transform them into teachable moments. Let's build some bridges, y'all. If this episode has been helpful for you, I hope that you will share it. That is what I hope that you will share it and that we get this dialogue going. This is a common issue between people. And if we have the courage to show up and show out as parents for our little people, then we can potentially lay the foundation for a more courageous world for that little one a safer, more transparent, more accepting and accountable world for them to shine in. So this is Nina signing off, signing out. Thank you so much for sharing and exploring and otherwise stay curious. Stay curious.